The following program was made possible by Ward's lawyers. Find us at wardlegal.ca. I found a love and a joy for cartoon work because it's a lot harder than people think, first of all. That is the voice of Jenna Warren, specifically her everyday voice, not the voice she creates for several animated characters, including one that's part of an uber popular animated kids show about a particular small kind of horse. Stick around for my conversation with the voice actor and TV and film actor who hails from Lindsay. Ever walk past a downtown alley in Kawartha Lakes and wonder, hey, why doesn't somebody put some kind of artwork on this bare paved walkway for all to see and appreciate? Well, someone is. Melissa Weems is on the search for an artist or artists. We'll meet up with Melissa in one such blank canvas alleyway. Not just any park, but a park with a unique circle for peaceful reflection, complete with fountains. We head to Norland's Ward Memorial Park, and if all goes according to plan, the future home for the Land Between Garden. And the library's Lindsay Heffernan checks in with a new well-defined word, which is also art-inspired. I'm your host, Denny Gringell, and this is the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes, the Summer Edition. As you're standing here, you'll be looking at the garden, and you'll be looking at the fountain. And the fountain will be um, limestone and granite, and with a small water trickling down both rocks. Uh, you'll have eight entrances to the, to the garden, eight exits. Uh, the water in the fountain will only be two inches deep so that uh, the kitties won't get in trouble. Uh, we'll have lights on that rock for nighttime. There's 450 pavers. That is Paul Christie, a trained horticulturist and relative newcomer to Norland. But already he's someone who is deeply invested in his community and in helping to bring something unique to Norland's Ward Memorial Park. Paul and a group of his fellow Norlandians, or is it Norlandite? Well, residents of Norland, they are deep into the fundraising and engineering plans to create what you heard Paul describe a moment ago. I met with Paul and Miriam Newton, one of his colleagues in this park project. We spoke steps away from what, if everything goes according to plan, will be the land between. So what's the story behind that moniker? In this area of Norland, when I came here 12 years ago, I saw the sign that said the land between. I always wondered, the land between what? And as I was talking to my neighbors and the people around, they said, well, it's the granite from the Canadian Shield meeting the limestone millions and millions of years ago. And they formed a, a, a barrier here in Norland up the 45 highway. You can see that. You can see the granite on one side of the road and you can almost see the limestone on the other side of the road. Now, did you see that before you, the people made you familiar with that or did you only notice it after they told you? Basically after what they said, but it, for years, people have been here 300 years, and they knew it because they farmed it. And they farmed the, grand, the, the land where it was rock, and then they farmed the land where it was soft rock, limestone. So they used the limestone down on Kobeconk uh, to make lime, to make cement, and they've got three big keels down in uh, Kobeconk right now to show that they did use the limestone years and years ago to uh, create the lime to make cement. 
what was your reaction when you got that information that this was a, a unique place geographically? Well, talking to other people, everyone kept on saying, we should do something about it. And I kept on hearing this, like, we should do something. We should do something. So as a horticulturist, I always thought, well, a nice garden would be here. But um, making another garden in New Orleans would be a, a great undertaking for the Horticulture Society, and I needed more. More money, more resources, more grants, more people. So I applied uh, with the Norland uh, Recreational Center Volunteer Committee, and I presented them, them with the uh, project that I had on the go. They said, yeah, let's go with it, and we had to clear it with the city because the city owns the park. I, I just thought it was such a fabulous idea. Um, it had such a lot of thought gone into it, a lot of work gone into it, and uh, so, you know, I, was very, I felt very privileged to be asked to be part of the, of the group. It's an atypical way of creating a park in many ways. And not to put too fine a point on it, especially in a smaller community where often things are like, well, we kind of like it this way. Uh, what were you anticipating their reaction would be when you came to what is a pretty novel idea? There was a couple people uh, that lived here for many years. Their families have been here many years. And I saw negativity with them because you're right, they do not want change. But there is change. The ballpark has changed. Um, the soccer fields have changed. The whole park has changed. The new pavilion has changed. So to add this particular fountain garden that we're growing in here, we'll add more people to come in. It'll attract more people. And when I presented the, the uh, 18 by 24 color pictures of what it's going to look like, their eyes sort of looked a little better, a little more clearer. Because they could see it. They could see it much better. And if I hadn't done that, I don't think this project would have proceeded the way it did. So what was that moment like when, uh, when you could see them buying into it, when you could see their eyes widening and going, okay, I think this worked. What was your reaction to that? My reaction was I actually got goose pimples all over me because I actually said, wow, this thing could come true. And it's, I know it's going to be an enormous pr uh, project. It's going to take a lot of money. Uh, we've got a grant already from the city of Kawartha Lakes. We're looking at other grants that are coming. Uh, we're, selling doing, uh, we're selling stones uh, to create this, uh, to get money to create this project. So we're doing everything possible that we can. Uh, we had put together a presentation, a PowerPoint presentation, that we were using to present to um, organizations like the Lions Club and so on. And we thought that it would be a good idea to present it to the park as though they were, um, it was a, you know, a brand new thing. And um, so we did that and hopefully yeah, we, we think that that really helped as well. I'm going to read a line here from some of your promotional material. The garden will offer a space for meditation, inspiration, and hope. Now, those first two, meditation and inspiration, those are easy to grasp. I, I want you to elaborate on the whole idea of how this park will offer hope. You've got eight entrances, eight exits, eight gardens. We have eight members on our committee. It's hope. It's new beginnings. It's... Um, a very good omen, that number. So we've created everything around this uh, project, this fountain garden, under the word eight. And uh, preceding this, we are getting hopeful every time we present our presentation. Everyone is getting uh, good feedback to us. 
you managed to get eight people on this committee, and, and there's a, a, a romantic symbolism given the park. What was it like just getting all those people on board when it's tough getting eight people to decide on pizza <laughs> toppings? I selected each one of these people. I've interviewed them, I brought them in, and I gave them pictures of what I had. And then I had all Gillian's uh, big drawings. And when they saw it, if I didn't hear a wow, I didn't want them on the team. You were looking for the wow factor, literally. And, I, and every one of them that looked at this project on paper, they did a wow. And uh, I got people coming in that were well-trained and, and retired now. I've got a former master gardener that's doing the gardener, uh, gardening, and she's selected six so far. We have to select one of those six of all those perennial plants that could go in there. We're hoping, and this is another hope, start cutting into the, the grass uh, around Thanksgiving time. It's going to offer something that's a little different from anything that's been here before because this is a park that's always really focused on sports. So this will be uh, something to offer people to come and just sit and enjoy the area, enjoy the plants and the flowers and the, and the fountain, and just enjoy the area and rest and meditation and the rest of uh, what we've been talking about, the hopefulness. My name is Paul Christie. My name is Miriam Newton. We're from Norland. And you're listening to The Advocate Podcast. Stories from Cortha Lakes. I am just outside the offices of Ward's Lawyers in Lindsay. Yes, I'm outside this time. Inside is where we meet with a member of the Ward's team as part of our regular feature. We call it Ward's of Wisdom, but not today. This is not a legal matter. This is a matter of public art, potential public art. I am here with Melissa Weems, Chief Executive Officer of Ward's Lawyers. We are in the alleyway between their offices and Scott's decorating here on Kent Street. This is where Ward's is seeking some public input on transforming this area, this, this plain paved footpath here, into something much different. We're going to find out why. Melissa, thanks for, for meeting me out here. Well, thank you for stopping by. Okay, I have to know what's the plan here. What's, I'm looking at just regular pavements and it looks pretty nondescript, dare I say even boring. What's the plan? It is, it is very boring right now, but what we've been hoping to do is bring some life back into this alleyway. Um, it's a pathway that is pretty well frequented during the day, it connects the back parking lot to the main street, to Kent Street. In fact, I was the one who, I parked back there and walked Perfect. through here, so you're right, Perfect. it is a popular throughway. Well, wouldn't it be great if when you're walking through here, you could look at some local art? So we're hoping that we can entice a local artist to um, put their paintbrush to the alleyway, to the walkway that we travel and create a wonderful mural. A mural on the ground, as it were. Okay, what was the inspiration behind all of this? Was it just a brainstorming session at lunch around the, <laughs> around the kitchen where someone said, hey? Well, I won't take credit for it. I have been closely watching the art installations that have been happening in Peterborough, and uh, particularly, I believe, on Hunter Street. And there's some amazing murals and different art installations happening there that just struck a light bulb and we said, we need to have something like this in Lindsay. Just a wonderfully colorful, imaginative mural. We're open to suggestions in terms of the theme. We just want to bring some life into the alley. Um, we do hope that this is something we can continue to build on, um, whether it's down the road showcasing local artists work through the alley. Um, we've got 
lots of ideas. Um, but Can you share one of those ideas? If I, well, if I were an artist, how would you pitch me and would you come to me and say, how about something like this to me? Well, we have this idea this year for the ground. We want to have the mural put in place. Down the road, we'd love to make a gallery wall out of the building itself. So those are the kinds of things we're working with and trying to um, bring to fruition over the next couple of years. With the alleyway though, with the ground, we're hoping that um, it's something we could do each year. Feature a different artist, maybe a group of artists, maybe a local school has students or an art class that want to be featured to put their hand to the ground and bring some life back into this alley. You're very much a Kawartha Lakes person, you've lived here many years, so yeah. what can you point to in terms of themes and, and inspiration? If, because if I were that artist, mm -hmm. it's nice to hear I've got a blank slate, but it's also nice to hear, I think, that give me an idea of what you're looking for. I think just think about what um, comes to mind when you first think of the city of Kawartha Lakes. What makes it great to live here? I'm sure everybody can come up with a long list, um, whether it's specific to Lindsay or the surrounding areas, we're open. There's lots of great inspiration everywhere we look. Okay, so a mix of farming and, yep. and cycling and hard, those the are just lakes, the lakes, whatever. The lakes, okay. Yep. So who decides on the winning submission? Is it a, a group <laughs> of you sitting around that boardroom that I'm normally in, going through all these proposals and go, okay, let's vote? Yeah, uh, basically, we've got a group of us uh, in the building that are keen to have this project come to life and uh, we'll decide on the, I suppose you could say, winning proposal. Now you have asked artists to submit uh, a budget, so clearly there's something in this for them more than just the bragging rights of saying, hey, you walked on top of my art. What can they expect? <laughs> for sure. Um, this is a project that's going to be funded by the firm. We're hoping to make some community connections as well, but uh, artists won't be out of pocket for the project. How risque can they get? Uh, we got to keep it PG. There's lots of kids walking through this alley at uh, all times of the day, but uh, yeah, let your minds go wild within reason. Why is this important, Melissa? I mean, you said yourself that this is a throughway. I walk past here, I don't not notice it, but my life goes on and it's, it's not, as you can see. There are cars driving past and people walking past, but it's, it's not a high traffic area per se. Yep. Why do you and, and the rest of your colleagues feel that this is important? Well, you know, we've made some improvements over the last couple of years to make it a safe alleyway, to make it a safe walkway for everyone. Um, new security cameras, we're going to be putting in some additional lighting this year. But really what we're looking to do with this project is make it a destination point. We want to have people make the trip downtown to see the alley, to see the artwork, to enjoy it and appreciate it. And, you know, it's always a good thing to be, bring people downtown. Melissa Weems from Ward's Lawyers and Lindsay, your official sponsor of the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Kawartha Lakes. We are 100% local media and part of the Advocate Magazine and the Advocate Online. In the August issue of the magazine, which is now out, you can read Jeff Coleman's feature article on the changes, the growth taking place at the Lakeview Arts Barn in Bob Cajun. Pick up your copy across Kawartha Lakes, including Lamentia Country Market and the Bob Cajun Library. Two visits to Norland in one episode? Hey, we'll make three or four or a gazillion if the show calls for it, though a gazillion would probably make for a really long episode. 
Norland is not just the site of a potential future fountain park, as we heard earlier. It is also where Lindsay Heffernan is right now, setting up a public booth at its farmer's market, which takes place every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. in the same park where I met Paul Christie and Miriam Newton. Lindsay is the library specialist, outreach and community engagement at Kawartha Lakes' public library. She's also a regular contributor to our show with our segment called Well Defined. Well Defined. Well Defined. What does that mean anyway? Well Defined. According to the Hey Lindsay, thanks for being with us from Norland. Thanks for having me. It's a busy day, but I'm glad we can fit this all in. Well, I know you have lots going on at the library, not just setting up at markets in the northern part of the city of Kawartha Lakes. Before we get to our our well-defined word. What can you tell us about what's happening at the library for the summer? Well, we have had a very busy summer. It's been incredible. We've been so happy to see so many people come back out again and visit us uh, in a variety of different ways. So I just want to remind everyone, summer is not over yet. So we've still got lots of programs happening through August. Um, Our photo backdrop uh, program is still happening. So you can come visit branches and take pictures with either a castle or a fairy garden. Uh, We still got weekly craft programs happening, story walks in about 15 locations and more. Um, And the fun doesn't stop at the end of August. So we've been working really hard to make sure that your favorite components from the summer uh, stick around for fall. So check back with us in September for all of our fall programming too. Okay, you mentioned you have 15 different walks throughout the city of Kawartha Lakes. Are you uh, are you allowed to tell me which one is your favorite, Lindsay? <laughs> uh, my, right now, my favorite, I think, is the one at Kawartha Settlers Village in Bob Cajun because we just put that in as a, a permanent story walk. So we're able to have that up all winter long without me having to, you know, put stakes in the ground uh, in the winter, which as you can imagine is a bit difficult. So uh, I'm really loving that one right now. The walk is wonderful through the forest and the trees and uh, highly recommend it. And a little bit less labor intensive for you too. So all the reason why you should like it. (laughs) Okay. What's our well-defined word for this edition of the Advocate Podcast? Uh, Well, you were talking a little bit about the, um, the wards, the artists are looking for. And uh, so I am not an artist myself. I really wish that I was. Um, But I know that whoever they get to uh, do the mural will have to take the time to excogitate something amazing that a vibrant community will enjoy for years to come. I want to make sure I get this right and that the cell phone signal is not muddying it here. But I think I heard it excogitate. Excogitate. You got it. Okay. Can I ask you to spell it, please? E-X-C-O-G-I. T-A-T-E, excogitate. Okay, and how, explain that again to me, what that word means? So it means that the artist is going to think out, plan, uh, devise a plan to make something amazing for our community. Well put and well defined. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Thank you, as always, Denise. We are brought to you by Ward's Lawyers, exclusive sponsor of the Advocate Podcast since that very first episode in February of 2020. If you're in need of a lawyer, Carissa Ward and her team of lawyers have your every legal need covered. Find out what they can do for you at wardlegal.ca. Coming up, saddle up as we speak to the young woman whose big voiceover talent is behind a certain little pony. Uh, hey, every pony. I'm Sunny Star Scout, and I live here in Maritime Bay with my friends. (laughs) A lot has changed around here in the past few months. Maritime Bay used to be the place just us Earth ponies live. Just like how unicorns always stayed in Bridalwood and Pegasi... That is a scene from My Little Pony, Make Your Mark. It is now streaming on Netflix. 
It's a kind of teaser episode, a, a lead into a new My Little Pony series scheduled for the fall. We heard from Sunny Star Scout in that clip. Well, Sunny's alter ego, Jenna Warren, has made her mark in many big time TV and film roles since her youth growing up in Lindsay. Eh, they include Murdoch Mysteries, Grand Army, and The Family, to name only a few. But animation work is, is much different. It's a unique skill that many great actors, on-screen actors, they, they can't manage it. But Jenna can, and she does, as Star Scout showed us there. And also the work she's done on Thomas the Tank Engine. Jenna does frequently return to Lindsay to visit mom and dad and family, but she joins me now from her home voice studio in Toronto. Hey, Jenna, thanks for coming on the program. Of course, I'm so happy to talk to you. Oh, we're happy to talk to you. Hey, I got to ask you, when you started in, in film and television, and I know you started at a young age, where on that list of, of goals that you had, even at a young age, where did on that list animation voice work sit? It was probably one of the last things on my mind. I, I didn't understand it at the age that I started either. Like, I didn't understand what cartoons were. Uh, so it, it just sort of happened as I got more established in the industry that that is sort of where most of my career would lie up until this point in my life. Huh. You know what? And, and credit for saying uh, lie and not lay the way most people in culture say it. You can tell you're the, you're the daughter of teachers. My yes. Little. Okay. Well, what, at what point did you know that, huh, I think this is... Uh, this is in my wheelhouse. I think uh, I, I, could do, I could do work that is not on camera, but, but voice work. When, when did that click? When I was nine years old, I booked one episode on a show called The Doodle Bops. And at the time, they did half animation, half on camera. So for part of the episode, I got to go into a studio and I was on camera. And then the second half, I was in the recording studio. And that was the first time I was in a booth. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, wow, I'd, I felt so like, I don't know, in my element before it even became my element. And then the voice director on that project saw something in me at a very young age. And I ended up, my first cartoon series was just in time. And I booked that when I was 10, thanks to her. And ever since I was 10, I sort of found my place in, in voice work. And I I'd never really realized the extent of it until I think I was probably like 14. I, I never, since I was 10, there hasn't been a period, thankfully, that I haven't been doing a show or two shows or three shows at a time in the voice department. I think that even though on camera is where I want to be doing most of my work, I, I found a love and a joy for cartoon work because it's a lot harder than people think, first of all. Um, and tell, like, t tell me about that. Tell, tell me about why it's harder than most people think. You are sometimes in a four by four box with nothing else around you, no one else around you. You have your mic, your script, and you have to emote. You have to act like a pony. You have to embody the characteristics of a train, of a squid, of a monster math thingy mabob. So you have to create visuals for yourself. Sometimes you don't even hear how the other performers are delivering their lines. So you really have to take everything in you and perform, but the only thing that's coming across is your voice. So the animators listen to your voice and from that they have to draw and like animate the personality kind of like through the motions. But when you're in a box and you're just looking at a script, 
like you have to draw so much out of you and and come up with these crazy scenarios like you could be I'm falling off a cliff okay well I've never fallen off a cliff before like I there's just so many things that don't happen in real life that you have to figure out how to make it a believable and real performance when you're standing in this box. I want to get back to you having to pretend like you're a pony, let alone <laughs> falling off of a cliff. But the way you describe it, as exciting as it is, it, it sounds like it it could also be very, I don't think lonely is the right word, but but iso- literally isolating if you're in this little box. So how do you step out of yourself to know that there are other people involved in this whole production beyond just the person who's talking into your ear in, in your headphones? It's a lot of imagination. When I was first brought on to Pony, I, I was sort of brought on after the rest of the cast. And so they had their dynamic and I didn't even, I jumped on before I heard any of their voices. So that was really tricky at the start, thinking like, how would they sound? How would they sound? And that's a lot of what you have to do in uh, in the booth if you're not working ensemble, which because of COVID, we haven't been doing for the past three years. So yeah, it, it can get a little difficult in terms of always having to figure out how you're going to deliver a line based on the previous line that you didn't actually get to hear, but you think that they might have said it this way. Um, so the flow is a little weird to figure out, but but you do get in the groove of it. There are times where I'll request for one of my voice directors to like lead me into the line, or sometimes if, if an actor is coming before me, and there's like a pace thing that we really need to hit and they've already recorded their portion. Sometimes either the voice director or myself will request like, hey, could you play like so-and-so's uh, pass here for Jenna? And then Jenna, you hear it and then jump in after. Tell me about how you found the voice, the literal voice and, and the the inside ethereal voice of, uh, of Sunny Star Scout. How, how did you come to that? The description for Sunny was very passionate joyful, caring for her friends, and just like always trying to see a positive in a situation. But also, Sunny is the main pony of these five. And sometimes with shows, the main character can sometimes fall a little flat and and the other characters are sort of the story, like how the story keeps progressing. And the main character is just sort of like, not wishy-washy, but doesn't have a lot of like substance kind of. I didn't want to attack this that way at all. And the dialogue makes sense. So it's kind of like my voice, honestly, with a little bit of like refinement. There's a lot of fluctuation from like highs to lows, but I still hear myself in it, which you have, is- You're putting, you have to put your stamp on, on the pony. Totally. And so I didn't really come up with a voice. It just <laughs> sounds silly. It just kind of came to me. Okay. Well, you're, you're, if that you're, makes sense. Absolutely. It makes sense. And I can't not ask you this. I, I, I gotta, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to give me an example uh, of a sentence. I'll let you pick the sentence of how, of how uh, Sunny would say, tell me, give me an example of how Jenna might say it. And then give me the okay. example of how uh, Sunny would say it. Okay. Um, the weather's like super nice out today. That's Jenna. Okay. Uh, Jenna and Sunny would be like, guys, the weather is super nice out today. Like kind of like more passion behind it. But then there's also times where this is Sunny. She kind of like talks like this sometimes because she doesn't have to be perfect and that's okay. Like it, there's a lot of highs and lows with this character. We call it like colors which is really fun because there's some other characters I've played drawn out that's very static and sort of 
you stay within your box, which I'm so thankful that this show isn't like that. It allows me to play a lot. Well, I can, I can um, see you too. And despite the fact that it's animated and people don't see Jenna, you're not static. Uh, I, I saw your arms and your shoulders moving and your head to, kicking back in that whole thing to, yeah. to play with that, that voice. It just happens. <laughs> like I'm a very aggressive singer too. We have to sing in the show. And sometimes like just to hit the notes, you got to like flail your arms or when I'm like going like, ah, like something like that, you'll see like my body kind of do this motion. <laughs> with your arms moving um, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like I like grip my fingers if I need to, or like I get really tense. There's a lot of like your body that you put in to the voice and it, and it's just fun and joyful. And the on camera can get a little heavy cause it gets a little more real. There's been a lot of really positive feedback on, on social media and stuff, but there's also been some negative things which I've never experienced before. But I think what keeps me sort of grounded and keeps my excitement going is knowing that we make this show for kids and the kids aren't the ones on the internet you know dissecting the episodes or or tweeting at us here and there um they're just when being kids. they're just being kids and enjoying it exactly my mom's a kindergarten teacher and when the youtube uh shorts first started rolling out she played them for her class and she called me and there were these two two kids in her class that were just I could hear like in their voice and that made my like that I was like that's exactly why we're doing this show like that's their joy and like hearing how excited they were I was like that's that's all that matters like if we're making the the kids happy and and the parents are like comfortable with letting their children watch My Little Pony and if they back it that's all that matters to me so that's definitely always in the back of my head. Must have been pretty cool to to know that those kids were in the same town that you grew up in. It's so cool. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jenna Warren from Lindsay, Ontario, and I'm the voice of Sunny Star Scout and also Carly from Thomas and Friends. And you're listening to the Advocate Podcast, Stories from Before the Lakes. Hey, you know what? Jenna Warren's non-cartoon voice is pretty good too, right? You can find Jenna as Sunny Star Scout in My Little Pony, now streaming on Netflix. You can find our official sponsor's webpage at wardlegal.ca. No matter your legal needs, the team at Wards, they can take care of you. Theme music for our show comes to us courtesy of Gerald Van Halteren, whom you can now see perform live around the city of Kawartha Lakes, including one of his favorite spots, The Coach and Horses. To send us your comments on the show, which we always appreciate, along with your story ideas, go to our Facebook page, which we do check regularly. Please subscribe to the show. It is totally free. More subscribers. That ensures we will be around for a long, long time. The Advocate Podcast Stories from Kawartha Lakes is written, produced, and hosted by me, Denny Grignell. Asking for your patience and vigilance as we slowly climb out of this. And be sure to give an extra special thank you to that store clerk, that service technician, and of course, that healthcare worker. We're back in mid-August with an all-new show. After I retired, I haven't stopped. And uh, as I say, I'm on three, four committees here. And um, it keeps me busy and it keeps my mind working. But uh, I think after this project is done, 
um, I'll stay with the horticultural and I'll sort of hopefully get in the fishing boat and cast a few flies out. <laughs>